Attention! This makes absolutely no sense. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Xander's Facts. It is the Xander's Facts Podcast. What is going on, y'all? Welcome in to the latest edition of the Xander's Facts Podcast. I am, of course, the aforementioned Xander. It is episode 46 of the Xander Specs Podcast. We are almost to the end of 2021. We got this podcast, and then we got next week's podcast, and then we're done with the first year of Xander Specs. Congratulations! How about that? We are rolling on Wednesday, December 22nd. It is episode 46 of the Xander Specs Podcast. It is a big podcast this week, episode 46, because in addition to Xander on the podcast this week. There is also going to be some Hillbilly on the podcast this week. Our NBA analyst Hillbilly is back on the podcast this week, so you don't have to hear Xander blabber the whole time. Hillbilly is going to be blabbering about some NBA. We talked about the overall look on the league right now, what the standings are, what the surprises, the disappointments, all the players in the early season MVP, Rookie of the Year races. We took a look back at our early season predictions, how those are going right now, and then we also looked at covid Because COVID, the Omicron variant, is going wild right now across the country. It's got some issues. So we talked about COVID and its impact on the league because there has been postponements and other things that are going on right now with the league. A lot of players are in the protocol. Man, that was rough. So we talked about all that. But before we get to that, remember, if you're a fan of the Xander's Facts podcast or you think you're going to be a fan of episode 46 of the podcast, Remember to click that follow button on the podcast, download this episode of the Xander Specs Podcast, rate the podcast, and review the podcast, and then go on your Twitter, your Facebook, your Instagram, Xander's Facts, go like, follow, subscribe, whatever, Xander's Facts, that's Xander with a Z, and most importantly, tell all your friends, Xander's Facts Podcast, we gotta spread the facts, tell everyone you know about the Xander's Facts Podcast, go listen to any of our past episodes if you haven't listened to them. Last week, we had a very depressing topic. This week, it's not going to be so depressing. Nice! But if you want to go listen to the depressing topic we talked about last week, you can go do that. And then all the Xander specs that you need is on our Linktree page that is linked on the podcast description of this episode. So go look at that. That's what I've got for my little plug. Seamless bug. And now it's time to welcome in Hillbilly to the podcast. Xander Specs NBA Talk with Hillbilly is next as the Xander Specs podcast continues. Xander's Facts. Welcome back to Xander's Facts. We got a big podcast. Hillbilly is back on the podcast to talk some holiday hoops. Hillbilly, how are you? I am well. How are you? I'm doing all right. I have not been affected by the Omicron yet. So we will talk about that, though, how the NBA is getting affected by the Omicron. We're talking about the NBA here. We're recording this Monday, December 20th, so that anything that sounds outdated by Wednesday, because... What we're talking about could be outdated by Wednesday, but we're going to talk about it still. Sure about that. But Hillbilly, just overall, your look on the league, we're two months in right now. What have you thought so far? I'm very much enjoying this season overall. There really isn't a clear front runner right now. I mean, I think that the Warriors are probably the best team in the league, but not by much. And I just enjoy the fact that it's wide open and any any of like six or seven teams could win it. And I wouldn't be surprised. There's a ton of them up there. So let's start. Let's look at the Eastern conference right now to start the podcast, because as of Monday, before the games on Monday are played, the nets are at the top of the conference. They're 
21 and nine, and they haven't had Kyrie all season. He might be coming back though. Well, he's back, but then he left again. He hasn't played any games, but I think he reported. Yeah. I think they're, they're trying to get him back for road games only. So he would play like 20 games. It is the ultimate irony of COVID and the NBA that he Kyrie has not played all year because he refused to get vaccinated. And then when the virus got bad enough, ironically, that is his ticket to come back without getting vaccinated. But then he immediately tests positive <laughs> and is out. Goodbye. But the Nets, they're still in first place in the East, part mostly because of Kevin Durant. He has been going off recently. He's leading the league in points per game at 29 almost 30 points per game right now. So what have the Nets done, Hillbilly, to get into first place in the East right now? Well, I, you know, he's he's been his usual self. I mean, he's, uh, well, actually more than his usual self. I think a lot of it is also that the East is in a state of flux right now. A lot of the t- teams that we really expect to be contenders are understandably not performing right now. Not because they... It's not a situation where they have their players out there and they're just not playing well. It's like the Bucks, for instance. When they've had their players out there, they look like the best team in the East. Like when they actually had everybody for a while, they were smoking everybody. Yeah, and the next two teams are two teams I think we would both qualify as surprises right now. The Bulls and the Cavs, who mm-hmm. sit a half game between each other in second and third. The Bulls are on a COVID lockdown right now. and But the Cav- I think the Cavs might be too. But either way, (laughs) or they may be while we're talking, it may happen. (laughs) Yeah. Or by the time this podcast comes out, it may happen. Fact nugget. So what have the Bulls and the Cavs done to get up to uh, top three in the East right now? Well, you know, it's, it's weird that the Bulls would be a surprise because I, you know, I think they, and I think I said this in our preseason podcast, but that, I, I mean, with the level of talent that the Bulls have, they've got so many guys that can go get you a bucket on that team that it shouldn't be that surprising that they're in contention. They are definitely not the number two team in the East. I mean, the Bucks are clearly one or two, and that that will work its way out. I think the Heat will get up there by the end of the season, too. But but the Bulls are definitely, they're, they're not a play-in team. They're a playoff team. So I'm not that surprised by them. I'm more surprised by the Cavaliers. They, and, and it's great. I don't know if you've had a chance to watch much Cavaliers basketball, but it's, it's really interesting what they're doing. I and mean, Evan Mobley is absolutely incredible. He, he really is a phenomenon. And they're putting him in a big lineup and it's really teams do not know how to handle it. Yeah, for the Cavs, they lost one of their two guards for the year, right? Uh, Garland or Sexton? Sexton. Well, that's the, Garland's been having a great year as well. Uh, he seems to really be, you know, stepping up to being an all-star level player. And when you put that with what Evan Mobley is doing, and he's just getting better every single day, they've got a lot of good players on that team. Jared Allen's the guy they're playing at center who's been playing extremely well. So they're playing two seven-footers, and they're also playing Laurie Markinen a lot who's almost also almost seven. So you actually have that with the Cavs now where you can have basically three seven footers on the floor at one time. And no one is equipped to handle that right now. Everybody wants to play small ball and they put their resources in the smaller players. And it's interesting to see that with the Cavs now where they, I mean, having three seven footers and a guy like Mobley 
who can guard a point guard. He's seven feet, and they can literally put him on a point guard. They're, they are a lot of fun to watch. If you say so. And for the Bulls, one of those players that they have new this season is DeMar DeRozan. Quick little fact for you. In the fourth quarter this year, he is averaging 8.2 points per game, which is best in the league. He's averaging 54% from the field and 91% from the free throw line. He is the only player in the league over the last 25 seasons to average eight points on 50% from the field and 90% from the free throw line in the fourth quarter. It's a fact. It's interesting with him too. I, I haven't, I've only seen a couple games with him or with the Bulls, but they are a lot of fun to watch. And with him, it, it kind of looks like he's finally got the floor spacing that he needs to get his game going. And because the Bulls, they really, you can't leave your man no matter who you're guarding. I think I think that spacing is really helping out. So then moving on, the buck, the Bucks and the Heat are right behind them at four and five. Bucks don't have Giannis right now because he's in the protocol. The Heat, they just played the Sixers without Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, I think. So three of their top scorers, and they still beat the Sixers. Clearly, the Bucks and Heat are not at their best right now, and they're four and five in the East. Yeah, and the Heat, they started off well. Actually, better than I thought. I think in the preseason, I, I predicted that they were not going to have the best regular season, but that by the playoffs, they would be you know really up there with the elite teams, just because I think... I think that they were closer than we think last year. And when you add Kyle Lowry to that by playoff time, he will have figured out how to really move that team. So they should only get better. And then the Bucs, you mentioned Giannis being out, but that's just the bare tip of the iceberg. They were down so many players. They've been without Lopez all year. And Middleton missed a ton of time. Holiday missed a ton of time. You know, they really have not had much of a team to put together yet. So those two teams, those Two, three, four, and five are right neck and neck right now in the East. And then in six are the Wizards, who are five and a half games back of the Nets. The Wizards were, I believe, in first place at one point just a couple weeks ago, but they've kind of fallen back back to where I think we thought they would be this year. So sad. Yeah, I think so too. They, I just don't think they have enough to really sustain it. So those are the six teams right now. Those would be the six teams in the playoffs. The play-in teams right now, are the Celtics, Sixers, Hornets, and Raptors, which Hornets, yeah, Celtics, okay, Raptors, yeah, but the Sixers, I mean, they don't have Ben Simmons, but they still got Joel Embiid. And- but they've been fading, you know, I mean, the Sixers were also up there towards the top early on in the season, and Embiid is is playing phenomenally, but there's just no nowhere near enough around him, especially without Ben Simmons. And I think that whole thing is just killing the vibe in that locker room. Tough times in Philadelphia. Oof. And then, well, what do you think about the Hornets? Because the Hornets have LaMelo Ball, who's been balling. Yeah, they, they've, they've got a good team. It looks like Michael Jordan's actually kind of figured out how to put together a good team for once. Need some ice for that sick burn. But then if we move out of the play-in, 11th are the Hawks. I think that's the biggest surprise. The biggest surprise is in the East for me are the Cavs and the Hawks. The Hawks are 14 and 15 right now. My pick to win the East. Uh Uh-oh. But still, even with the Hawks, they're still 11th. Trey Young is still second in the league in points per game. Well, that's, and it's not just that. He's He's not just putting up a lot of points. He is having by far his best year and is really, really looking incredible, which that's what I don't understand. Like if you had told me in the beginning of the year that 30 games in, 
Trey Young is just smoking. I mean, really at MVP level. I mean, he shouldn't be the MVP, but, you know, he is like towards that discussion. He's playing so well. If you told me that, I would think that the Hawks would be in the top three, given all the all the talent, consistent talent they have around him. So that's really curious. Debatable. Behind the Hawks are the Knicks, the Pacers, the Magic, and the Pistons, which those three teams kind of, yeah. I think they're going to stay in some order. They're all going to stay right where they are. What about the Knicks, though? Because the Knicks were a playoff team last year. They've got Thibodeau. Julius Randle's still playing well. So what's going on with the Knicks? I I don't think R.J. Barrett doesn't really seem to be taking steps forward in his development. And Randle's great, but I don't know. This seems to be kind of what happens with Thibodeau. They, he does really well for a while, but eventually the players get tired of, you know, being ridden like that. And it it never lasts long. He expects all of them to work as hard as he does, which is 24 hours a day, you know, and just really grinds them down. And then also he plays his starters massive minutes and no one wants to turn down minutes, but it's not really a good thing to be, you know, playing 38 minutes a game all season. So that's the East right now. A couple surprises there and a couple surprises as we move into the West top two teams right now are the Suns and the Warriors who are neck and neck. The Warriors are a half game behind the Suns. Chris Paul averaging a league best 10.1 assists per game. Did you know that? And of course the Warriors, Steph Curry's been going off. He had, everyone knows about that three point total record, but he became the fastest player to reach 153s in a season. He did that in his 28th game. That's the fastest a player's ever done it in a season that was a fact so suns warriors they played i believe once or twice already this year and they're going to play on christmas well they played back-to-backs okay yeah and the suns won the first one and the warriors won the second one i I believe and they were both without key players and the one one that they lost and the warriors they they are slumping a little bit but they've also been resting players because they're not quite as deep as they're going to be soon. But yeah, I think that the Warriors are actually kind of, I think they're playing better basketball right now or over the course of the season, they've been better than the Suns. I mean, their defense is so good and it looks like it's just only getting better. And what's scary about the Warriors, like, you know, you can argue maybe they're not the best team right now, but they're in them running and they're getting a player of Clay Thompson's caliber back. Yep. Probably within a month. True that from now Mm -hmm. and and they're going to be adding Wiseman as well and Kuminga is getting more and more time each each day I don't know if you caught it but they the last game or the game before that they played against the Blazers they rested all their big players and they let Kuminga play like 38 37 minutes and he just was devastating offensively I think he had like 28 points defensively he looked a little rough but he really looks fantastic so when you you think he's just a rookie, he's only going to get better over the course of the season. He may be able to help out with some playoff minutes, maybe. But with getting Clay Thompson back, assuming he's healthy, you know Andrew Wiggins is playing the best basketball of his life. Iguodala is in a perfect situation. They don't need him to play a ton of minutes. They can just put him in for like ten minutes and mainly have him coaching guys like Kaminga. They it's really it's just kind of remarkable what's happened because. You know, there's just no question who the leaders are and that you have to work with Draymond Green and Stephen Curry. Like your game has to revolve around them and everybody's bought into that this year. And that's why you're seeing this even before Clay Thompson gets back. And then 
kind of a drop off, but the Jazz are still playing really well in third place. The Grizzlies are in fourth, kind of a surprise because the last 10 games or so they haven't had John Morant. I know, but they all these other guys that they get, like they just, they have this way of finding guys. That team, like one to 13, they're normally just stacked. So what about the Jazz here at uh, third? You know, the Jazz, it's what you want. What I want to say about the Jazz is, is that they always do this. They put up gaudy records, but they, they can't close in the playoffs. You know, they're just not built for playoff basketball is, is what you want to say, because this keeps happening year after year. They have these great records and they don't do anything. But I think we were saying the same thing about the Bucks at the beginning of last year. I mean, the Bucks kept putting up those gaudy records and they couldn't close in the playoffs until they did it. And then the Raptors was the same thing the year before that, you know, and then eventually they do. Things just break right. So I don't know. Maybe the Jazz are better. I mean, they added Rudy Gay for whatever that's worth. What are you talking about? I think I think one thing to remember is that last year when they lost to the Clippers in the playoffs, they had Donovan Mitchell, but he was injured. And Mike Conley was still coming back from a real long-term, a long, long-term injury. So that was definitely not the Jazz at their strongest. And Donovan Mitchell, they can't go anywhere without him. They just really, like, that's really the one guy on that team that can kind of take over. So we'll see. Maybe if they're healthy and they figure out how to use Gobert better in the playoffs. Jazz are in third right now. Moving down, the Clippers are in fifth. The Nuggets, Lakers, and Timberwolves are all right there. Clippers have not had Kawhi. The Nuggets don't have Michael Porter Jr. anymore. The Lakers, we could have a whole thing about the Lakers because you said that the Lakers didn't look like they were going to mesh well. And clearly that's what's happening, I guess. Yeah, well, and now I think we just found out yesterday that they're going to be without Anthony Davis for at least four weeks. Yeah. And given Anthony Davis's history, when he says four weeks, I wouldn't be surprised if it turns into a couple of months and if it lingers. I mean, I just would never count out LeBron James, I guess. Like if they all got healthy and hot at the right time, they could be one of the best teams. But it looks like they're going to be in the play-in. And that's going to be really tough for them, I think. Yeah, they were in the play-in last year. And then they got beat up by the Suns in the second in the first round. Right, because they had a really hard game against the Warriors to get out. And that's, that's tough. I mean, having to play... Because in the West, whoever it is, is going to be probably an up-and-comer that's going to be feisty. Although I think right now they're looking at the Kings is who they'd play, and that wouldn't be too tough. But, you know, the West just isn't really what it used to be. No. though I think looking at the East, comparing the two, the Kings, who are in 10th, are 13 and 18. They're in 10th place. The Raptors are in 10th place. They're 14 and 15. And the Raptors are a much better team. Yeah. And the Hawks are 11th. Right. And when the Knicks, the Knicks are better than their record. I mean, I don't think they're going to be, they, at, at best, they're a play-in team this year, the Knicks are, but they're better than their record right now. They're a solid NBA team compared to the Rockets and the Spurs. Well, I actually, it's surprising that the Rockets have won six out of their six out of their last 10. Spitting the truth. Which they're probably upset about, actually. They won a top pick, and they've got competition this year in the West because the Thunder... Pelicans, Rockets, and Spurs are all within a game of a half of each other at the bottom. And the Pelicans aren't going anywhere because things do not good, look good with Zion. Well, I, what's the deal? Because apparently he's like over 300 pounds. Well, he was. I think he's, 
I think he's gotten himself back into shape. And I mean, in his defense, I think the injury that he had, he wasn't really allowed to do conditioning for a while. And I think he is the type that if he's not doing conditioning, he's going to bulk up really fast. But the way that the Pelicans talk about his injury, I, it just, they're so vague and they're, they're wrong about every prediction that they make. And it just makes you wonder what is going on with this guy. I'd be very nervous if I was a New Orleans fan. So that's at the bottom of the West. And I think just, so that's the West. The Mavericks are in ninth. We didn't talk about the Mavericks. Yeah. Obviously they had a massive blow up when they fired their coach. And then ESPN just put out that story the other day about how Luca and Carlisle, the coach, just did not get along at all. And it seems as though maybe he's just kind of soured on Dallas, which that sucks for Dallas fans. Yeah. So that's the West and the East. And I think the past few years, a while, it just seems like the West has been more dominant than the East, but that's kind of changed. Yeah, I think it definitely has. I mean, if you, if you were to think of like, okay, well, let's just assume that everybody's healthy, you know, that just every team has great luck and everybody's healthy for the playoffs. I think the East are clearly better. Sorry, not sorry. I mean, I think the Nets are clearly the best team in the league if everybody's healthy in there. The Bucs are right there with them. And I don't think the East has anybody that's, I, I don't even, I don't know. Maybe the Warriors with Clay Thompson, I guess. Yeah, I mean, if the Nets were in the West, they would be third. The, the Nets have had a harder time of it, though, than the Suns. I mean, the Suns and the Warriors have also been relatively lucky with COVID stuff. And that matters a huge. I, I mean, I think a fully healthy Brooklyn Nets team is still the class of the league as much as I don't like to say that. I mean, Durant is better than he has ever been. So those are the two conferences. Those are the standings right now as of Monday, the 20th. And then just look an overview at the biggest surprises and disappointments. I think for surprises, of course, you got the Cavs, the uh, Bulls, the Wizards have been, but they're kind of going down the Grizzlies, uh, Suns, the Timberwolves are still in eighth. We didn't talk about the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves are in eighth right now in the West. Well, they've got a lot of young talent on that team, but I would predict that they slip from here. I mean, maybe not, but we'll we'll see. The Trailblazers are eleventh, which is disappointing. Yeah, they're they're in a bad spot because Lillard's not getting any younger, and it's like they've they rode this group as far as they could. And I think it has become very clear now that they're never going to make it to a championship level with that cast. They've got to break it up. Seriously? So that's the East and the West. Just taking a look at it right now. And we can take a look at the early season award races, specifically MVP. We've talked about Durant. Giannis is still playing really well. And Curry, I think those are really, as of right now, the top three. Hillbilly, as of right now, who would be your early season favorite for MVP from what I have seen I don't see how you can't give it to Curry maybe that maybe the narrative is is kind of wrapped up in that because I guess you can make the same argument for Durant you know where Durant has really kind of carried that team but the the narrative with Curry and him making the three-point record and the resurgence of the Warriors after the downtime where it looks like they really are back that's going to carry a lot of weight with the voting and, you know, and if narrative has a big function in who gets the MVP, one person who is off the list that really, really should be on it is Jokic. He's destroying this year. If, if you watch him play, he is having every bit the year that Curry and Durant are. 
just up there in most statistical categories, but just really looking dominant. Came into the season looking like he was in really good shape from the beginning, which is not typical Jokic. He really seems to have taken it to a different level. And some of his passes are just incredible. He does those those like one-timer touch passes where somebody passes him the ball and he basically just smacks it to the other person. Barely, doesn't even grab it, you know? It's just just incredible basketball, but the Nuggets, unfortunately, are just not a hot story, so I don't think he's going to get a – it'll be Durant or Curry, I'm sure. I mean, I guess Giannis could also do it again because if the Bucs get healthy and just start dominating, which they could very easily do, people are going to start to think like, you know, last year maybe Giannis should have gotten it. They just had fatigue. He showed everybody just how good he is at the end of last year, that he is definitely the most dominant force in the NBA right now. So, you know, but but when we talk about all those, again, I just think it's interesting that LeBron's, I, I think it would be silly to even include him in that discussion, which is, I can't remember the last time that was the case. It really seems like LeBron is just going down and Durant, Curry, and Antetokounmpo, the guys that the league kind of needs to build, you know, when LeBron retires so that the league can maintain legitimacy and fans like these guys are stepping up. They are. And I, you know, the, the, the disappointment in the group is Doncic, which a lot of people had as a preseason MVP. And it just, you know, he's still obviously better than I am, but he's not having, he's not having the season that people have hoped for. And I think he came in way overweight and just doesn't seem happy. So definitely. So that was, the MVP race, Curry, Durant, Giannis up at the top, and then Luca and LeBron, the guys who we thought we'd be talking about, but we're not. So that's the MVP right now. Looking at the rookie of the year, though, we talked about the rookies last time, I believe. We've got Evan Mobley on the Cavs. Cade Cunningham was the first pick. He went to Detroit. And then Scotty Barnes on the Raptors. So those three, I think, have stood out so far. But out of those three names, I mean, who else has caught your eye, Hillbilly? Well, Kaminga looks good, but that's not really a big surprise because we knew that, you know, Kaminga had absolutely elite physical talent. Um, it's just a matter of how raw he was. He seems to have been placed in like the perfect spot in Golden State where they can just bring him along slowly. And apparently Iguodala is basically tutoring him which is probably about the best spot he could be in. But, you know, I and there there are the usual, you know, players here and there that are doing really well as rookies. People that were selected at the top of the class were expected to be franchise-level players, like maybe as many as five of them. And it, so far, it, it looks like they're players that are close to that. You know, Evan Mobley, I think, is the hands-down rookie of the year right now how about that if you have not had a chance to watch him you really have to he's just different he's different than he the way he moves in his his hands at his size he's just not really like anything else you'll see he, he could really really immediately be uh, an all-star level player and scotty barnes for the raptors he has looked fantastic. He's getting a ton of minutes up there. They rave about him, you know, unselfish play, just super talented, great energy. And then Cade Cunningham, as you've seen. Now, Cade Cunningham just gets a lot of opportunity. Put up those points. From what I have seen, and I haven't watched a lot of Detroit, he's not playing at the level that Evan Mobley and Scotty Barnes are yet. I think they are 
doing more in limited time, whereas Cade Cunningham gets a lot of opportunities for it. But Cunningham looks really good. I mean, that's still to be averaging almost 16 points as a rookie is really, really hard to do. You know, Jalen Green was, you know, the number two pick. He's not, he's having some growing pains with the Rockets. And, but you never, you know, it's still early, but as far as rookie of the year goes, I think Evan Mobley, if it continues at this trajectory, he, he has it wrapped. And especially when you when you think about how well the Cavaliers have performed as a team and how surprising that is, I think it's going to help them with the voting because a lot of the voters are going to think, well, the reason it's a surprise is because Evan Mobley just is that good. So that's the Cavs. That is the rookie of the year. We've got Mobley, Cunningham, and Barnes. So those are the early season award races. And before we get to our final COVID, what's going to happen? Oh, We've got to go back to our predictions from last time because last time we did the podcast in two parts, our season preview before the season started, we both had the Nuggets making the finals. I had the Hawks making the finals from the East. You had the Bucks. You had the Bucks winning the title. I had the Nuggets winning the title. Xander, I got to tell you, man. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I'm kind of... I If you would like to place a substantial wager on the Hawks and the Nuggets being in the finals this year, I will take your money. If I put $1 down for the Hawks and the Nuggets right now, I think I'd get a lot of money. Yeah, that's true. The odds are probably pretty good for you. And and I mean, it's not, it's not impossible. Michael Porter Jr., his back could heal up. It could be okay. And Jamal Murray comes back and all of a sudden they really are that good. You know, as far as the Hawks go, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with them, but. Well, actually, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. You know, you obviously wouldn't make the same picks right now, right? No. I would still pick the Bucks. I still think that, you know, unless they just, their bad luck with health continues, I still think that when it comes down to it, they're going to be the best team in the East. Um, you know, because when the, in the brief flashes that we've gotten, Grayson Allen looks like he really fits on that team and that he is really going to help. And getting DiVincenzo back's a big deal. I, I think there's a legitimate chance that they're better than they were last year. Yeah, they might have to be if the Nets get Kyrie back for the road games. You know, I still think if I was going to put money on it, I don't think Kyrie dribbles a single basketball this year on the court. I think he, I just don't think he plays. Are you sure? I think if the Hawks get to full strength, like I don't know what's going on. I mean, they just, they just put Trey Young in the COVID protocol. But obviously, this is not that's not the main issue for their season right now. But if the Hawks get to full strength, I mean, I'd still pick them, maybe not over the Bucks or the Nets or even the Heat right now. But I think they'd still be a good choice when they get to full strength. Yeah. And I, I really do think that the Heat are going to round into form. Yeah. It's, it's, I really think it's those three, you know, the, the Nets, the Bucks, and the Heat. And I, I almost would put them in no particular order. I think it really just depends on who's the healthiest. And I mean, just who's kind of the hottest at that time. Because I mean, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, and Bam Adebayo. And if Tyler Hero is, if he gets hot, they've got a lot right there. So, I mean, I don't know if you want to make a new prediction for the West right now. Yeah, I would want to make it. If if I was picking on the West, I would pick the Warriors. I mean, it's just, given that they can take their time, with Clay Thompson coming back. I mean, if Clay comes back and he's like, oh, actually, I think I felt a little twinge in my leg, they can just very easily say, you know what? We're still number one in the league. Sit down for another few weeks. Take your time. 
they are still way ahead of schedule for him being in playoff shape. You know, there's plenty of regular season left for him to get back. They're just, they're sitting in such a good position. Yeah. I think the two right now in the West are Golden State and Phoenix. And Phoenix obviously capitalized on the Clippers losing Kawhi last year, the Lakers being down, the Warriors being down, a lot of the West being down, like Phoenix just rolled through. But this year, I mean, they're still first in the West right now. So I clearly that wasn't a fluke. Like they're a really good team. Well, I mean, and they're a young team other than Chris Paul. I mean, all of all of their star players are all on the ascendancy of their careers, except for Chris Paul. I mean, Devin Booker should be better than he was last year. Same thing for Mikel Bridges and DeAndre Ayton. They should all be a little bit better than they were last year. And last year they made it to the finals. Yeah. The Warriors and the Suns really at the top of the West, the Jazz, Grizzlies, Clippers, and Nuggets are all there as well. And then in the East, the Nets, Bulls, Cavs, Bucks, and Heat are three and a half games within each other. So definitely early in the season, but the top teams are starting to differentiate themselves. As she said earlier, there's not a, like a single team out there. There's a bunch. I mean, When LeBron went to Miami, it was Miami. OKC was up there in the West, and then the Spurs were up there. Then it was the Warriors and Cavs. I mean, those were the two. Now it's a a bunch of teams in the East and the West. Yeah, and it's it's makes it a lot more enjoyable to watch if they could just figure out COVID. Yes, that's my segue, by the way. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about what's going on on the court, off the court, of course. We got COVID issues. Mainly in the last few days and weeks, we've been dealing with COVID issues because the Omicron variant, the Omicron variant is now 73% of the cases last week. Yeah, I saw that. That's incredible. Yeah. The week before it was 3%. That's a lot of numbers. Yeah. And case numbers are spiking, like not just in sports, but in the general public. And right now in the COVID protocol, so players who have tested positive or have a close contact, I believe. The notable players in the COVID protocol right now for the NBA, Trey Young, Durant, Kyrie, James Harden, Zach Levine, Evan Mobley, Andrew Wiggins, Giannis, Anthony Edwards, RJ Barrett, and Pascal Siakam for the Raptors. So as of right now, those are just some of the 70 players who are in the protocol as of Monday. And also on Monday, the NFL added 47 players to the COVID list. The NFL had to postpone games to today and Tuesday. So the NBA, as of last night, I believe, they postponed five games this week. They postponed a couple games on Sunday. They postponed a couple games this week, including two of the Nets games because the Nets are in the protocol. And they also said on Monday that teams with players who are in COVID protocol, if they have a bunch of players in COVID protocol, those teams can sign replacement players for like 10 days or whatever. So that's their solution for now. But Hillbilly, I was listening to one of the ESPN games and Jeff Van Gundy said that they're probably going to have to go to another bubble, which I like the bubble, but I think the players hated the bubble. You know, it's funny. That's like, you you think of like, what are the, what, what can happen here? And and another bubble really hadn't occurred to me. I mean, I, I viewed it as they really just have to make the choice of, are they going to shorten the season? which I think they should do, or are they just eventually going to say, screw it, COVID positive or not, if you're vaccinated, you can play. Yeah. The thing is right now, 
the players who are testing positive, you know, a lot of them aren't having symptoms, right? Like they feel fine. And I think that's what the NFL, because the NFL is now stopping um, weekly tests for vaccinated players. I'm not surprised that the NFL would do that. I mean, that's, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty low on the, the moral ladder there. Bold move there. But, you know, the NBA has a much better partnership with their players. And, you know, I, I think that they get a little more resistance, but, you know, it, it may get to that point where they're just like, you know, everybody's vaccinated. Nobody's getting super sick because they're all vaccinated. Let them play. And I think the thing with that is because I heard that and I thought, well, that's not a good idea because it's not just on the court stuff. Like if you're COVID positive, you're going to your families and all the other stuff. You can spread it to other teams and then, you know, eventually someone's going to get sick. Yep. No, that's true. I just, a bubble, I, I just can't imagine it. I think the players would just hate that. Like that's the only way you can actually play the season, I think, without any interruptions, because you're going to be isolated and you're not going to be in contact with anyone else. Yeah, I just I don't know. that I don't know who has the stomach for it. I loved it when it happened. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Yeah, I can't. I don't think they would sign up for that again. No. So I think those are the options. I guess you can I guess you can stop play. I guess you can say we're going to stop playing for a couple of weeks. Yeah, but then you have to shorten the regular season because the only option other than that is to extend the postseason, and the players are going to flip out rightly. So if you do that, because their, their break has already been short enough the last couple of years. And if you're going to give them another short break, I could see that happening before I see a bubble happen, but I think they have other alternatives before that. Like, just take 10 games off the regular season. You know, that that would give a lot more flexibility. Because if, as you keep postponing games ad hoc, like they're doing right now, that stuff eventually adds up. And what it adds up to is a later end date for the season, which means a shorter off season again. Yeah. But I mean, something's going to have to happen or else they can just, or else they're just going to have all these players in protocol like Giannis, some of those players, Durant, Irving, Giannis, Trey Young, all these players who are not playing. And then you get replacement players, I guess. So you, you can watch G League games. You. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's essentially what you're doing. You know, if you yeah. turn on NBA recently or if they, you know, if they keep going. And I think they're just buy, trying to buy themselves some time to try to figure it out with these postponements but they can't keep doing this for the next couple of months because they're going to run out of time. And we'll see what happens with, you know, Omicron because the surge is like just starting now. Right. The past week. We're going to see the, the lethality of it. If it is like if vaccinated people, especially are basically protected against, you know, from serious illness, that's how I could see the NBA say like, all right, well, we've got a better look at this. We think that vaccinated people are basically safe. I think you're right. I think that the CDC would rather them not do that. And I think they've actually said that. I think they've actually addressed that possibility and said, like, that is not a good idea right now. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see if this is just one spike and it goes back down or if this is a long-term thing. But the NBA is definitely going to buy themselves some time. We'll see what happens. We're probably going to see some more postponements this week. They postponed a couple games until Wednesday. 
by the time this podcast comes out, we're probably going to see more postponements. So there you go. Hillbilly, wrap this thing up. I mean, anything else you want to add? I hope COVID doesn't ruin what really should be a interesting and fun NBA season. So there you go. Hillbilly, back on the podcast on episode 46. Talk about the NBA. Hillbilly, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Xander's Facts. Thanks again to Hillbilly for coming on the podcast to talk all the NBA that you need right now. And we also learned, because we ended on a COVID note there, that the NHL paused play starting Wednesday of this week until the day after Christmas on Sunday. So that's a league. And the NHL is also not sending their players to the Winter Olympics in China in February. So that was a little update. And of course, they did all that because they're struggling with COVID, just like the NBA is. Even though the commissioner, Adam Silver, said on Tuesday, there are no plans right now to postpone the season. So we'll see what happens. But that's the podcast this week. Episode 46 of the Xander's Facts Podcast. Thank you all for listening. And remember, if you like the Xander's Facts Podcast, if you liked the podcast this week, remember to click that follow button, download the episode, rate the podcast, review the podcast, go on Xander's Facts pages on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all your socials, follow, like, heart, whatever. And then, most importantly, tell all your friends, Xander's Facts Podcast, spread the facts to everyone you know. Because everyone needs a little Xander's Facts in their life. And by the way, this week's NFL picks are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. They're on the socials beginning Thursday morning. Remember to check those out. It's week 16 in the NFL. And if you love my predictions every week, look at those on the socials. We get it! So that's the podcast this week. Episode 46 of the Xander's Facts podcast is in the books. Thank you all for listening. And we'll see y'all with episode 47 next week. Why would you do this to me?